Hey, hey, everyone. I'm Katie McGregor-Bennett, your host of AV Trade Talk. We've got another D2 series of our AV Foodies podcast tonight. We're taking it, uh, we're, we're going in a, in, a, in a different direction than you may normally go. Hopefully after tonight, you will find that this path is kind of cool, maybe something you want to try. If not, no worries. But at the end of the day, don't judge because it's actually a pretty cool way of life and a fabulous way of eating. We're talking about game meat. Uh, and there's a, there's a couple of different uh, definitions of game meat. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about bison. We're going to be talking a little bit about venison. We're going to be talking about, well, never mind. You can't, you got to listen. That's how you find out what we're talking about. We've got a great group here. Vegeta, my fabulous co-host. Ma'am, how are you doing? Hi, Katie. I'm doing very well. Excellent. Excellent. How's the new gig? New gig is going very well also and having a good time. Good, 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 good. All right. We're going to hear all about that in a sec. We'll do, we'll do some intros, but you'll, you'll bring us in and share, ever, share that update with everyone in case you don't know. We have for the first time on Navy Trade Talk Room, Nielsen of Stuart Film Screen, my good friend. It is so good to see your face. It's been way too long. You are in Spain. How are you? I am. I'm doing good. Thank you very much. Excellent. Excellent. Do a little intro if you would and tell everybody who you are and what you do. and uh, yeah, Name, name rank, serial number. Yes, I am Rune Walton from Sewer Film Screen. I am in charge of sales in Europe, Middle East, and Africa. Excellent. Excellent. All right. And Tony, sir? Yeah, thanks for having me here. Good to see you. Uh, so my name is Tony Blodgett. I am the Western Regional Sales Manager for CIRA, uh, based at our factory in Green Bay, Wisconsin, Tettletown, USA. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Nancy? And I'm Nancy Blanchard, and I'm with Williams AV. I am a global consultant liaison, and I reside here in San Jose, California, but our office is actually in Eden Prairie, Minnesota. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming back on the show, Nancy. Tony, it's been a while since you've been on as well. Thank you. Thank you for coming on back. Normally, we're talking, uh, we're talking tech, talking trade shows, talking products, channels, challenges, all of that kind of fun stuff. But Vegeta and I kind of decided that we've probably all had a little bit, we've, we've probably had our fill of that. See, here, here we're going to start playing with words. See, we're going to certainly probably had our fill with all of this. And so we decided to, to fire up this detour series and kind of and bring in the, the AV foodies within the AV industry community uh, and, and kind of bring forward some of the stories that we're sharing on social media. Nancy, that's how you and I met. Ultimately, you had shared some, I think it was bison burgers at one point, And I was like, oh. Oh, somebody's talking bison. This is cool. Lean in, lean in. Little did I know that you knew a Vegeta, but of course, it's how social media works. So, <laughs> which is kind of cool. The, you know, this this whole thing with with the podcast, and particularly on the AV side of our of the world. You know, there's a very very active social media community. So, guys, if you're not already part of the AV Tweeps, follow hashtag AV Tweeps. It's a great conversation. You'll definitely meet some new friends and have. Uh, Really compelling conversation. So uh, there's just a little a little front end pitch for you there. But again, back to tonight's show. These are the Detour series where we are talking food, drinks, recipes, tips, tricks, anything to do with with those uh, those things that we enjoy eating or drinking. We just dropped our uh, Gardening Through the Pandemic show, so uh, that one is out there if you haven't seen it. We've covered burgers, we've covered barbecuing and grilling, we've covered pizza uh, and craft cocktails, which I think might be my current fave, but it's just maybe because it's the end of summer and we're enjoying some craft cocktails here 
I don't know, but uh, <laughs> so hopefully you've caught all of those. But uh, again, tonight we're talking about game meat. Uh, the conversation started around Nancy's uh, bison burgers, and uh, she talked a little bit about that on one of our first episodes. We're going to kind of circle back to that a little bit, but we're going to talk also about uh, some pretty cool cooking techniques. And uh, I'm going to say that there's a meat that I have never tried that sounds fantastic. Tony's going to tell us all about it. So here we go. Uh, Vegeta, kick us off if you would, and uh, share with us just sort of kind of your your thoughts on uh on the topic du jour and uh and then rune will slip on over to you and have you share what uh what you're doing with your venison over there in denmark so for me game meets uh, i am not a person to hunt so i'm more in line with nancy i would go to the store and buy it more than likely but i've experienced some um, venison chili which was delicious. Uh, not made by me personally, but a friend of mine. Her husband went hunting, shot a deer like on his first you know, trip, brought it back, turned it into chili. Spectacular. I also like uh, wild boar. So if you just you know, slice it up nicely, I know you're not supposed to eat pork or anything kind of pinkish, but it's just slightly pinkish because if you cook it all the way through, it's just dry. It's terrible. You ruin it. You ruin the whole experience. So that's kind of my level with game meats. Yeah. And, you know, it's usually exotic stuff. I find it interesting. So I'm here more to learn than actually talk about it. Excellent. Excellent. Hopefully if you see your pen over there and your phones, you'll be taking, you'll be taking notes. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, so Rune, uh, kick us off on your, uh, on your sous vide venison, sir. And anything else, of course, you can, you can talk about anything you want. Yeah, I actually have a hunting license and I got it, I think around 2013. Uh, and I became the Animal Protection Association member of the year because I didn't hit a single bird that year. <laughs> That's what I got. And, and you have, in Denmark, you have to put in how many deers you, uh, how many birds or deers you kill a year. And I pressed in zero and the computer came back. Are you serious? <laughs> and I had to put in zero again. I didn't hit a single bird that year. I, I hit one the following year. So that's the only bird I ever killed. A duck. It was a good duck. Uh, I, but the story here that. is, yeah, no, yeah, it is good, but I only hit one. And then I retired and stopped playing golf. <laughs> yes. I like how Rune's retired. I, I, I can't stop that. Thanks. <laughs> So, you know, uh, it's you know what you're good at. It's, it's, this is good. You're learning as long as you're learning. <laughs> well, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> but uh, since I live in an apartment, I can't. I can't really smoke. I can't. I can't barbecue. So uh, I do the sous vide thing. Uh, so you know, my claim to fame is like I do this. Uh, what's it? Lake of deer. Lake of uh, what do you call it? Venison. Venison. Okay. There you go. Uh, yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, it's smothered in uh, garlic butter and uh, fresh herbs and wrapped in bacon. And six hours, 55 degrees, which would be 131 Fahrenheit for you guys. Thank you. Thank you for doing the math. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and everybody knows it comes out grayish and looks like nothing really good. And then you have to sear it off on the pan, and it is awesome. Awesome. When's the awesome. <laughs> Oh, that's how it is. When are you yeah. inviting? <laughs> huh? When are you inviting us? Oh, whenever you come to Denmark. You're all invited. <laughs> Is Denmark open for tourists? <laughs> well, uh, to no, Americans. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, we're gonna have a uh, let's not talk IC next year, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. moving target. Let's hope so. Let's yes. hope so. Yes, indeed. Yeah, but that, yeah. that, 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 that's how we do it. You know, that, that's that's the only thing I can do it. You know, that that's a sous style. Yeah, 
That's awesome. Now, so where do you get your? Uh, I mean, since you've now told us that you're not uh, perhaps I'm not the most successful myself. hunter. No, I'm not. I, I have family members. Yeah, and I have family members. I said you, you can buy it in grocery stores and whatnot. You know, oh, okay. uh, that's pretty much how you get it uh, yeah. these days when you suck at shooting. <laughs> since you retired. <laughs> since I retired, you know, one one for thirty eight <laughs> something. Yeah. 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 Well, a couple yeah. of years ago, so, we were in uh, we were in just outside of London, um, doing some work with Meridian and Wildwood PR, who do a, a sister PR firm of ours. And uh, they took us to this great little pub for lunch. And I looked over the corner of my eye, and I saw there was you know there was the leg sitting on a little rack just right there on the counter. And you know, in the U.S., it's not super typical that you see that, but it's like mm, okay, I like it here. I like these. Yeah, pubs. yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. You're not a good place. It was good. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right. Good, good. We're going to sling back to you here in a moment. Um, all right. And I just want to take a quick pause. I want to make sure that uh, that our audience is all in on on this subject. And with that comes some clarity on some terminology. So uh, though we may be talking very casually here and talking about harvesting is often, a, is often a term used. And in that manner, we're talking conservation. I am a big fan of conservation. I come from agriculture. I know the importance of properly managing numbers. Um, when the numbers are off, bad things happen. Now that I live in the mountains, where we see when the numbers are off and bad things happen, that's why I have grizzly bears in my yard now. Um, that's a topic for another day, but I just wanted to kind of pursue the, pursue the interest here a little bit. One of the reasons that I especially like game meat and uh, those those meats that you typically don't see on the menu, personally not talking about exotic meats, but things like elk, like bison, like deer, like bear, antelope, some of those fantastic, fantastic meats. Just give it a try sometime. Um, often, you know, if you're watching your diet really closely, or even if you're just kind of mm, interested in eating a better diet, these types of meats can be uh, a little bit healthier for you. There are not as many chemicals in them. They're not necessarily raised with um, the hormones, antibiotics, those kinds of things. So if you're looking for a cleaner way of living, that's definitely a way to go. And that honestly is one of the things that interests me the most. It is really lean. So with that comes some pretty challenging, um, I shouldn't say pretty challenging, but you just have to change up your cooking style. Um, bacon wrapping is very popular. Uh, we love the bacon, so that's so that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, a good butter braise is awesome. Um, but most importantly, you know, I think honestly, Antonia, I'm, I'm kind of setting you up because what you're bringing to the table here is pretty amazing. Um, but it's all in preparation and then closely watching what you're doing and, and, and keeping an eye on the time. You certainly cannot overcook any of these meats just because they are so lean um, and making sure that you've got uh, you know, you've, you've prepped the surface well, although that sinew and the, the, the gray connective tissue should definitely come off. You're not going to want to eat that. You never really do. But, uh, yeah, but here it's a little bit more critical. So there's just a little bit of a, of a, a, little bit of a uh, midway point. I uh, want to make sure everybody's all in, as I said. So shifting back over to Tony, uh, sh share with us your, your relationship with game, uh, how, how, uh, how you do, what you do, and some of your, some of your tips. Well, Katie, I mean... Like you, I consider myself a conservationist, and I think one of the most rewarding things about eating game meat is, you know, it's not just how you how you gather it, it's the quality of that meat, the quality of that animal's life, and the fact is, hey, we're, we're, we're built to eat meat, and that, to me, that meat is the purest meat that's out there, right? And so... The process of that is so exciting and it, it, it's almost a placebo effect. When you're eating meat that you harvested, 
yourself out in the field, you know where it came from. You processed it yourself, everything. You know, whether in it, there's a plethora of different meats that we can talk about, whether it's venison, bear, things like that. Um, and there's just so much value to all that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And, and, go ahead. No, you know, and I think it's, it's also kind of not that, you know, the, the entire lifespan of the animal, um, but you know how, how it was harvested. And from that process on, it's fully, you know, typically as a hunter, it's fully in your control, which means a lot of the, the, foodborne illnesses, those concerns really do decrease because it's, it's in your possession. It's in your control hundred percent. And then personally, I really, I really like that particularly with the latest news about chicken and what is now approved to go into the food chain. That's some scary stuff people. And that's kind of why we're talking about, what we're talking about tonight. There are alternatives and they're really delicious. Yes, indeed. Um, no, you, you mentioned that and you always have to be careful with wild game too, to a point. Um, you know, with venison, there's some concern on chronic wasting disease. I know there's some, uh, there's a liver, um, liver disease with deer around here. And some folks will eat, eat, um, you know, deer livers, um, just like they would with any other animal's liver. Um, you know, certainly pork and bear can, can carry trichinosis. So yeah, just forewarned everyone listening wild game meat is, you know, you still want to pay attention to it. Um, but, but naturally, all that stuff that's pumped into a cow or a pig living on a farm, you're not getting that. You're not getting that. And so that's, that's what's really cool about it. Um, and frankly, when you look at wild game meat, you know, Rune, you were mentioning buying venison at the grocery store. That's yep. not possible here in the States, you know, for oh. the by and large, you know, there's certain places, certain restaurants you can go, but by and large, the experience of what you get with wild, with wild game is so personal and connected. Um, and I don't, you know, Katie, we discussed, you know, my most recent experience with wild game, which is something that absolutely is both a flashback in time and is some of the most pure meat that you, that you can get out there. Uh, and that's, you know, when it comes to cooking, like Rune, I know you're sous vide. Uh, I am very simple on that side of things, whether it's venison or anything, it's pretty much either it's in the dehydrator making jerky and we can get into that, you know, with different topics of how to, how to make jerky with different meat. Uh, but ultimately, for the most part, it's it's on the grill, you know, uh, it, it's on the grill uh, or in the crock pot, especially something that that might have have a lot of a lot of sinew. What's even better than the grill? Same concept though, is going to be over an open fire. That mm-hmm. brings just such a pure taste. Very simple seasoning whether you're using a Montreal steak style or, or Chicago steak season, or even just salt and pepper. And so my most recent where it was just so flavorful, just phenomenal beaver backstrap kebabs over an open fire. Say that one more time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just want to make sure we have everyone's attention. One, one more time. <laughs> Wild beaver backstrap kebabs over an open fire. I and I've, I've had it twice now and it is, Phenomenal. And I think like, I mean, elk is great. And there's so many great wild meats out there. Oh, thinking about that. Nah, I wish I had some. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So what does, what, what, what kind of flavor profile? I mean, similar to, our, you know, most red meats, you know, as far as the, the, the backstrap, uh, even venison, but unlike venison, I'd say a little bit less irony to it. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that haven't had venison, um, one distinct flavor profile with it is it's very high in iron. Uh, now, certainly uh, a younger deer, 
or you know especially those those best cuts like like the the tenderloin like the backstrap you're going to get less of that typically but that beaver i thought it was a very sweet meat um you know again sweeter than any venison or beef that i've ever had but not oversweet and obviously you can season that and it was phenomenal and we cook it just simply with i think we just had onion uh with that so lightly seasoned with onion on the kebab over an open fire perfect so tender awesome. and oh wow yeah can i ask awesome. tony tony did you mention bear oh yeah it's like right now in wisconsin it's bear hunting season how, how does and, that taste like because i don't believe we get that in where i'm from <laughs> they don't yeah. no bear in denmark run no, oh, well, man. no, 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 I'm pretty sure, well, in the shoes, yeah, but, you know, that would be too easy. So Hans Christian didn't write any stories about bears then, right? Uh, well, I don't know, he, he was all full of, <laughs> full of it. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tony, tell us about bear, because you were talking about this earlier. Yep. Yeah, how, so, how is this? Like, my, my, so bear meat, so here's the thing with bear, the fat is very off off-putting the, the fat on bear you want to trim that off you know normally a good beef or pork you know like the fat can really add a lot of flavor with bear you want to trim that fat off but if you make bear steaks phenomenal you just have to make sure that they are cooked well so that okay. can be tricky right usually what i'll do is i'll like suve would probably be a phenomenal way to cook bear um okay. because you can slow cook it but the key is obviously getting the heat up high enough um, you know, to, to kill any trichinosis. Like I, I believe in, I don't know the stats are in Montana. I think it's Wyoming, like, like 99% of all bears above a certain age, maybe it's three, maybe it's seven. It doesn't matter, but they carry trichinosis. Hmm. So wild wild bears carry trichinosis. And for those of you that are worried about trichinosis from pork and all that farmed meat, like there hasn't been a case of that in, in years. And the trichinosis is really going to be found in carnivores. Bears are carnivores. A wild pig, I would be, I would pay attention to that. So with bear meat, you have to cook it where at least it heats up to, I don't know what the temp is. They probably say 180. I do 225. Um, so I'll make bear jerky. And whether it's sliced from bear steak or the ground jerky, um, I'll make that. I'll dehydrate it. But you always want to put that in the oven. So I'll I'll throw it on a on a like cookie sheet and heat the oven to 225 and put it in the oven for 10 minutes to get that heat up. My favorite bear meat is ground bear and chili. Mm. Oh, it's, mm. it just makes the best chili. I don't oh. know why, but in chili season's coming up. So I'm excited and we've got some friends that gotten some uh, pretty big brown uh, black bears around here. Uh, I know we don't have the grizzlies like you do out there, Katie. And and that's that's another topic of theoretically <laughs> nobody's eating those at the moment, but <laughs> well, not on the human scale, but <laughs> that okay. So that is that is cool. Now, when in a bear in a bear based chili, is bear the only meat, or is it? Or do you do a secondary meat in that? Yeah, typically, I mean, yeah. you know, and so I'll, I'll say this, and some people might be like, "Whoa, that's kind of crazy," but. Uh, when it comes to wild game, one other value with that is you, you value that animal so much. You want to use all of the meat that you can. Um, I've never like people will harvest the tongues, the, the livers and all that. I haven't done that, but the heart is phenomenal. 
I mean, my, my boys, they love heart just sliced and grilled. Like I said, keep it simple, right? But heart chili, when you're, where you trim that out and cube it up is another phenomenal meat. But that's a separate batch. That's a great thing with chili is every time you make it, it can be a little bit different. So brown bear, that's a batch. You know, venison heart chili, that's a different batch. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, that, that is just so cool. See, this is why this is why I knew when we did the show, Tony had to be on because he's, he just, he just he's bringing he's he brings in the the obscure for those those who are not as familiar with with the lifestyle or the style of eating. Um, but it's it's just so cool. It's just so cool. We're going to come back to you here, Tony, in just a second. Nancy, bring us up on on what you're doing and and share with us too, kind of why game is in your life because from I think that was really cool yeah. last time you shared with us. Yeah. Yeah. So when I worked for Amex back in late nineties and I, uh, well, actually no, when I was actually Canadian for Adcom and I had the whole U S as my territory, I was, I had to fly out to Denver to visit an integrator. And I had read before about game meat and that it's, it's lean and it's better for you. But in Canada, you couldn't get anything like that from Ontario. So I went to Denver and at a restaurant, they had on the menu a uh, buffalo burger. And so my, uh, my client had said, oh, you should try it. It's really good. And so I thought, oh, heck, why not? And I absolutely fell in love with it. And it was so hard going home because here I went home and I started looking and we didn't have anything. <laughs> so it was fun on my travels because when I went to Steamboat Springs to go skiing, there I had boar, I had uh, ostrich, I think it was elk I had. So it's always been fun, sort of like a hobby. Wherever I travel into a restaurant, I see if there's any game meat on there, something I haven't tried. So as you said, I, I can't remember where, but I had antelope and I love that too. Haven't had beaver, haven't had bear. So when I moved here to San Jose, uh, for a while, Whole Foods was selling ostrich and it was phenomenal. But then the reason why they stopped is because they said that people were complaining that it was just too tough. And so I guess from the ranch that they were working with, so you, you can't get it anymore. There's um, a place here in Los Gatos that's called uh, Los Gatos Meats. So I think it's like what you said, Tony, you've got the guys that go hunting, but then they take it and then Los Gatos Meats prepares it for them. So they're not having to. But if you walk in there, you can get any type of ground meat possible to try. So it was always fun making burgers and stuff like that. So I've just... Um, let's see, the only thing I can get here at Whole Foods right now that I showed you, and I don't know if it'll show up, is like ribeyes and New York strips, which are the, the bison ones. Bison. Yeah. The other day at another Whole Foods near me, they had buffalo filet mignon. And I oh. went nuts and I bought <laughs> bunch. And I'm telling you, it was so tender. And all I did was I just barbecued it with salt and pepper. Because I'm finding that with a lot of the game meats, they just taste best just just plain, not adding any spices. I mean, if anything, maybe what I'll do is Trader Joe's, can't really see it there, they have a, an onion salt. And so I'll add that too. But my son was diagnosed uh, with a food intolerance to beef. But with the uh, game meat, it was fine. So I started preparing buffalo for him. And then I, I was actually online ordering from a, a ranch, a family ranch, uh, the, the buffalo and stuff. But then I found this place called D'Artagnan and online there. So you can get duck, you can get, uh, I buy in wild boar, tenderloins, wild boar roasts, but the roasts they find are kind of fatty. 
I kind of turned off of those. The venison, as you said, so we've got the venison medallions, the venison uh, tenderloins, uh, venison ground. I did, I did uh, throw something on him. I found goat at Whole Foods oh one. Oh my goodness! So I, told him it was pork. <laughs> like these are pretty. Good. Like we just had goat. Same as rabbit. I once bought rabbit from there, and I said, "Hey, it's chicken." But I actually had a hard time trying to cook this up, knowing it was a rabbit. Oh man, <laughs> rabbit ragu is good. It's the mentality, but it was fine. Uh, when I traveled to Australia to Melbourne last year for Integrate, uh, their trade show. I had kangaroo and I actually went two nights in a row back to the restaurant because I loved it. It just was as a steak, a filet type of style, the way that they served it with a, just a, I don't know if it was a balsamic sauce, but it was to die for. It was really good. So that's a fun part of traveling because, you know, if you go to all these different restaurants, you get to try these things and you have to have an open mind. Exactly. Where are you based out of again? San Jose. San Jose, California. Hey, if, you, if you ever make it to Austin, oh yeah, I'm going actually next week, and I have been to Austin. Yeah. So there is a restaurant there. Speaking of restaurants, called Dai Dewey. Okay. And spell it. He, spell it. Oh, good lord. Uh, <laughs> okay, never mind. Never mind. Continue talking. Okay, I will uh, Google. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I think yes, it's Jesse Griffiths uh, owns it, runs it, and it's all like local texas wild game so if you get the pork chop that's a wild boar pork chop okay and he so he goes around and and collects from there if you get i mean anything it's and and obviously texas has a lot of different uh variations of venison so it's on the menu so check out die dewey in austin okay I'm so glad you mentioned this. I read about Dai Dewey about two years ago. And as Nancy was talking, I was like, gosh, I wish I could remember. So I could Google that really fast. And sure enough, there you go. You bring it right up. It's awesome. Yeah. I mean, like in Austin, I eat on the brisket and uh, <laughs> it has it in their barbecue bar. And I, I buy like $75 worth of it, bring it home, freeze it. But my eldest son, he just, he goes nuts. And, and I can't find brisket here. That's the silly thing. You cannot find brisket. You still can't find brisket? That just no. wasn't a pandemic thing? Oh, that's no. so sad. That's still so sad. Can't. Oh, no. Uh, uh, oh, I should, yeah. I should send. <laughs> yeah. or, or I come visit. There, there you go. Yeah, you know, I was going to ask you, when's, when are you coming to Montana next time? But do you I ever come to Montana? <gasps> See? Oh, no. Okay, well, you must. Yeah. Well, now, I, had a, I had a friend who... Um, he owed me and one day on my doorstep, he had ordered from a company and it was Buffalo ribs. Haven't tried them yet, but they Buffalo look good. Like brontosaurus yeah. ribs. Exactly. Brontosaurus ribs. <laughs> Double as a weapon. There's been a lot of mention of how lean wild game is, but I have to bring up like an, another part of that, that beaver backstrap meal that I had on the fire. And that is the beaver tail. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah. Because Not that is 100% fat. Oh. <laughs> That's all it is. Goodness. But if, you, if you do the research, you'll find that the mountain men, the trappers of old, like beaver tail was a delicacy or something, or at least a staple. So if you ever want to just like eat 
pure fat tail <laughs> would be the, the way to go there. We all tried it. And we're like, eh, we're good. But yeah, beaver tail is is edible. Just is, know that that's that's the opposite side of lean. That's the, <laughs> the opposite <laughs> side of lean. Ah. This this is good to know. <laughs> so die uh, rolling back a little bit, guys, gals, everyone listening in here. Die Dewey is D A I D U E D A I D U E dot com. Spell that again. D-A-I. Yep. D-U-E. And it's D-A-I-D-U-E.com. It's a butcher shop and supper club and part of the new school of traditional cookery. Um, and I, there was a, I think there was a TV segment that I watched. And it's like, in a, well, it was. I think all of this will change, but it was a whole open kitchen. So you, you could sort of see the progression from, uh, from butchering to cooking to plating. And, um, but, you know, that's a whole, that's a restaurant model of, of, Days gone by now, right? So apparently that's not a thing anymore. Thanks to the pandemic, we don't get to see our food progress through the kitchen. Um, <sighs> pretty cool. So I, want to, I, want, I want to tell Tony this. So Tony, when you were talking about beaver tail, I was thinking of something different because in Canada they have it's uh, a pastry called beaver tails. It's a whole wheat pastry fried and covered in assortment of goodies. <laughs> so when so I heard yours. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's zero. This is carb free. So. <laughs> carb free. It does sound like her the, her recipe though does uh, have a lot of uh, a lot of fat in it that too. Maybe just sounds not pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, her sounds pretty tasty. Yeah, just all the carbs and all the goodies on top. Yeah, yeah. like that. Yeah. Exactly. Can I just throw in here the caramel burger I had in Marrakesh in oh, Morocco? Oh, yes. Tell us about your Vegeta. Remember, we were chatting with him about this on. Uh huh. Uh, yeah, it was like two years ago. I celebrated New Year's there, and I'm trying to find the place. I believe it's Cafe Clock <laughs> that we had the caramel burger in. Because I'm, I'm just Googling. I know I had the caramel burger. I'm not sure where it was. And I Googled it. There's two options on Google. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was not the Beats Burger. I'm sure it was the Cafe Clock. Well, apparently there's two places in Marrakesh that serve the caramel burger. It was what country is this? Marrakesh? Uh, in Morocco. Morocco. Oh, uh, okay. North of Africa. Yeah, north of, just south of Spain, north of Africa. Uh, thanks. Thanks for telling delicious. us where that is, too. It camel. was pretty damn delicious. Yeah. Caramel burgers. It was, uh, you know, grounded uh, caramel, uh, minced caramel. Yeah. Just like a normal burger. Just It was, it, it was, it was pretty damn tasty. Wow. And what, what did you serve it with? What did you have it with? No, no, it, 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 just like a normal burger you would have, like, like in a, you know, um, at McDonald's. The meat did was just. Like, did you have tomato? Did you have, I don't know, mayo, mustard, or did they have? That's like, how they served it. Like if you went to Wendy's or you know whatever, uh, Carl's Jr. or whatever. It was no, no cheese though. No cheese. I wanted, I wanted the cheese. real taste. <laughs> yeah, and easy on the mayo. You know, I wanted the real taste of the, you know, whatever. <laughs> it, had, it, it was a pretty, yeah, once or two humps, I don't care. I'll eat it. it was pretty damn good. I do got to say, I'm just looking it up now. I think about the cafe clock we went there. I like the emphasis, clock. <laughs> so, so, I, I'm looking at so if, yep. like, is it, is it, what's it taste like? Well, the, the thing is, though, yep. it, it wasn't really sweet like horse. It wasn't, uh, you know, seasoned. it wasn't sweet like horse. Did you just use horse to describe <laughs> yes. the meat? Yes. Yeah, yeah, because horse we meat don't have that here either, really. That's a different program. The, these yeah. things are good to know. Yeah. So next time you're eating, yeah, it's, it's not like cow. It was kind of like it was. It was okay. 
It was okay. Tastes like camel. Okay. Yeah. Tastes uh, like camel. Tastes a bit like camel. So Nancy, it would be cool to put your uh, to put your Rue burger up side by side to the camel burger and and see how uh, those. I think do. we got a burger off here. Yeah. A burger, burger off. Yeah. <laughs> I, sounds like we're gonna need to go to Marrakesh though, because I'm not sure where else we get camel. I mean, I'm sure you get camel no, I, elsewhere. I, but. I I haven't done enough internet international travel. I only did Melbourne and um, Amsterdam, and I was supposed to do. I was supposed to have a, a you know a full packed itinerary for the spring of going to Dubai and and uh, Zealand. So I probably would have had you know the opportunity to try more things. But oh man, your spring included Dubai and New Zealand and. Uh. Then you didn't and, get to oh, man. So going back to Melbourne, but doing Sydney yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh man. That's such a bummer. That's the last time I saw Rune, uh <laughs> remember the chicken feet, Rune? Oh, that was not good. That was not good, was it? It came out cold. It's horrible. Who the fuck knew that? No, 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 the clock. Yeah. Oh, it was it was so funny. It's a little sidebar story. Vegeta normally would have been at the table as well. And this is this fabulous uh, Chinese restaurant in Amsterdam that we celebrate the closing of ISE. Uh we used to formerly. Uh Oriental City. Huge shout out, amazing food. And, uh, yeah. and, and lo and behold, if our friend uh, Thomas Chong also through a film screen, he goes, he, he, he does all the ordering because he speaks the language and he mm-hmm. knows just how to order it. And uh, it, we're always kind of like, we have no idea what he just said, but we know it's going to be awesome. So he, uh, he presented us with chicken feet because we've been doing this for years and we've never gone there. And he just sort of slipped those onto the table. And Rune and I are looking at each other going, I think, I insisted. Mm-hmm. I think actually I insisted because I saw a program about it, but they came out right. <laughs> Not cold and wet. <laughs> yeah, cold. Oh. Yeah, it was. It was. It was not. It was not. Nope. The, the they look? normally fried. Nope. Uh, are they normally fried? These were boiled. I think. No, these, these were I think boiled. they're like oh, yeah, boiled or cold. something. <laughs> they were not these even, ones they were not are even, boiled. They were not even pretty looking. They sucked. You're supposed to dip them in hot sauce and eat them. I don't know what you had to do. That's but. my. It's one of my dad's favorite things. He loves chicken well, feet. They were the the feet, not the eggs. They were definitely it's the clock. Yeah, yeah, no, no. It was awesome. No, I at first I was like, okay, yeah, I'm totally into this. Let's do it. I've always wanted to try them. And then I'm watching Rune just struggle with this thing. And it it took him it took him a little while just to approach it. And then he's finally like, okay, I, I you know, I'll do it. I'll take one for the team. And then manipulating that thing in his mouth. Oh goodness. <laughs> it was just that was just the best. He was he was trying, he was really trying to yeah, keep people, yeah. but yeah, it was so, you know, the chicken feet. I must right even want them. No, I should have, that's what the thing. Like, when he didn't mean want to eat them, I should have just said, that. No. Should have given you a clue. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Nobody yeah. else yeah. wants to eat them. I think he was food punking us in. personally. Yeah, so yeah, just remember that, Rune. Yeah, yeah. No, no more chicken feet. No. <laughs> you know what no I just, I, I just remembered a story. So um, we used to go on a lot of Disney cruises, and actually, that's what I loved. What they served game meat on there, so I was spoiled because I didn't have to prepare anything. I was getting venison and buffalo, etc. But when we were in Helsinki, Finland, that was one of the ports, um, and my son, my eldest, was hungry, I, I saw the burgers that they had at the place where we were, and, and it was venison burgers. <laughs> so I, I ordered, I ordered a, I ordered a burger for him, and uh, <laughs> I didn't tell him, and I was laughing inside. And when he was finished, I said, "Hey, how'd you like?" He goes, "That was a really good burger." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, told him, no. well, you just had some deer. And he's like, what? <laughs> he 
Because you have to, you know, if you tell them what it is and they haven't, then they formed already their opinion. And, you know, you have to experience Good, better than beef. Yeah, it is. It's delicious. That's teacher. Yeah. 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 No, I, I think it is too. And, you know, I think it's, it's just unfortunate that if people have, have had game meat commercially and they didn't like it, typically when you have that conversation of what was it you didn't like, and, and there isn't really a better word than, oh, it felt a, tastes a little gamey. Yeah, that, yeah. that, you know, so if that's you and you're listening and you're like, eh, you know, gamey, if, you're, if your meat tastes gamey, it's not, eh, you know, so don't, try again, try again, try somewhere else, maybe try a different night, you know. It's, yeah, that's true. It shouldn't, you know, it's like fish shouldn't smell fishy. You know, it's like, you know, and Nancy, you mentioned that you like antelope. And to me, that is one of the most polarizing game meats because I've talked to people that are like, no way. It tastes like sage grass. It's like, no way. And then others say it's phenomenal. It's the lobster of the prairie. Well, it's, yeah, I think it, it depends on the restaurant, how they prepare it. Correct. And, and the type of yeah. sauce that they use. I've so. heard it's even how it's harvested. Yeah. Where, you know, and that's the big thing because they kick in adrenaline so bad. But um, so that, that to me is it's antelope's an interesting conversation because it is so polarizing. I mean, yeah, you talk right. about gaminess versus phenomenal. No, yeah. it's so true. It's so true. We were talking to a gal who was born and raised in Wyoming and uh, but sort of on the south half of, of the state, which is much drier and much, there's a, there's a lot of you know, sage land out there, but, uh, and she, and she grew up and she's like, Hey, antelope. It was just, uh, but as a kid, she hated it. And it was just because it tasted sagey to her and it tasted gamey. And yeah, I suspect it was probably, you know, it just wasn't necessarily treated with, uh, uh, with the, sa- the same hand that we would given that it's, you know, kind of a rarity. Um, but I, I've had, antelope that has come from other regions and it's fantastic. So I think my, my take on it is I think, you know, like most things, what they eat on the regular is what their pro the flavor profile that they're probably going to pick up. So if all they're eating is that kind of dry grassy sagey stuff and not much else, I can kind of see how that would impart a particular flavor. That's just my take on it. But um, that, that holds true with brown bears, hmm. you know, like inland, inland grizzlies or brown bears will taste, they'll say, you know, yeah, those, you can eat. They'll taste good. They'll taste like the berries that they're eating, yeah. but no one would ever eat a coastal brown bear because they taste like the fish they eat. <laughs> oh, and dear. it's the fat that absorbs all that flavor on the bears. But yeah, you're right. The way, the way what they're eating, but you know, even venison, I've had venison. So, you know, and all those listening, you can't see this, but you know, that, that big rutted out mule behind me. Hey, Ronnie. That thing, when, when I would walk in the house, if my, I, and that, that year I, I had a white tail and a mule deer. And the white tail was, was a doe, and the mule deer is that rutted out buck. And I'd walk in the house, and I could tell which one was being cooked up. Like, you're cooking up that mule deer. And, and it made fantastic chili, pretty much any strong meat does. Um, but it's so different where don't judge a meat the first time you have it yeah. is the point there because again antelope is some of the most polarizing but nancy brought up right away that this is fantastic and i've heard that and i'll tell you that you might have some venison that's like off-putting some of it's the cut how it's made how it's harvested how it's treated um but just keep giving it another go trust me yeah 
Yeah. You know, it is interesting that uh, the, that flavor profile with the bear, we were listening to a podcast a couple of years ago coming back from Infocom. I think it was a Joe Rogan one. And he was talking to somebody about uh, about their bear experience. And he and the guy was talking about the blueberry bears. And I, I'm yeah. not sure if it, regionally, but I think it's sort of blueberry in the, bears. the greater Northwest where, yeah, where they eat a lot of blueberries and apparently will even turn the meat and especially the fat <laughs> that mm-hmm. that color and the flavor profile it picks it up as well which is really cool but um i don't know where else it's like that but it was just like that's that's awesome so yeah yeah so um tony uh share a little bit uh your podcast guy as well um are there any uh, game game cooking related podcasts that are in your in your mix or anybody that you follow there well first and foremost meat eater so and he's and rogan's been on meat eater so um, the gentleman that, that leads that he's, yeah, they're all out of like Montana, Eric Bozeman and, uh, that's Steve Ranella. So if you subscribe to Netflix, Mediators, uh, a very popular episode there, he's really created an empire of podcasts. And so if you really just look at Mediator and want a place to start, there's a plethora of, of, you know, it, it's hunting as well. Um, some fishing things, but Mediator is he's really revolutionized that whole scene because it is so focused on, on the wild game, right? The, the, the cooking of it. And he's always going to end that. And it's, uh, it's pretty fantastic. So meat eater would be, be what you'd, you'd start with. Um, there's certainly others out there as well. They're probably a little more hunting focused. Uh, I know Joe Rogan, um, you know, he, I, I, I don't know if Renella introduced him to hunting, but I know Joe Rogan, has really developed a passion for it. Uh, and I know you mentioned, I don't know, it was before we we're, were starting, like Hank Shaw yeah. is someone that I think he's connected with some podcasts. I know for sure he's connected with the Hunt to Eat. Mm-hmm. So Hunt to Eat is is a brand that's actually connected with the Meat Eater because Giannis Patelis, who's a producer on Meat Eater, his brother, um, his brother runs Hunt to Eat. So there's a lot, there's a whole hunting community that really, really focuses on the game. Um, but if you start at Meat Eater and really go from there, that's honestly the, the pinnacle of it. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Hank Shaw, we, I'm glad you brought him up. We were, that was before we, uh, before we hit the, the record button. But um, we were introduced to Hank a few years ago, and I actually had the um, privilege of doing a wine pairing dinner with him with Game Meat here in Montana. I want to say it was about three years ago. A restaurant here called Ox Pasture, which is really cool model. It's it, it's only open a few months during the year, during you know kind of the high summer season, but it's a bunch of Sicilian. Um, uh, chefs and staff from restaurants in New York and direct from Sicily. And it's just, it, it's not a pop-up because the fixture is permanently there, but they're, they just pop up for about five or six months of the year. And they brought Hank in and he did this fabulous dinner. Um, so if you guys are interested in hearing a little bit about him, the podcast Tony was talking about is the Hunt Gather Talk podcast. Um, and then you can find it on the website, honest-food.net. And that's, that's Hank Shaw. Um, he's got some really cool books, Nancy. You might, if you're not familiar with yeah. Hank. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So he's got some, he's got some really great books. Um, uh, like duck, duck, goose, 
uh, you know, he goes through the fowl, he goes through the, he goes through the meats, the meats. Um, but he says, if you're interested in wild food, whether it's venison, wild mushrooms, freshwater or saltwater fish, upland game birds, waterfowl, wild edible plants or small game, you'll hear about it here. Um, so more than just, uh, more than just meats there, but pretty awesome. Um, we've gotten into meat church thanks to the AB Tweep social Right. social sphere. Yep. So we've been, uh, we've been following that as a Nancy, since you were on last and Vegeta, I think since I talked to you, we, uh, I think I brought in the, the five, the fab five. Um, and they recommend, uh, the gospel, which we have, uh, they recommend, uh, Holy gospel and Holy cow. Hmm? And these are seasonings. These are all seasonings. These yeah. Seasonings. And then the Holy oh. voodoo as well. Um, and if you just uh, follow the AB Foodies, hashtag AB Foodies, or um, at Meat Church, um, he is a hunter, and uh, he, he's all into elk season right now down in Texas, Tony. So um, he's got a great YouTube channel. I forget I forget the gentleman's name. I'm sorry, Mr. Meat Church, but we're getting lots of shout outs here. So <laughs> those, are, those are a few that we're into. Mr. Uh, Church. Yeah, yeah. Nancy, how about you? Well, um, like I said, for seasonings or things like that. I just, I really keep it simple. I just find that the salt and the pepper just it bring it out, you know, with a little bit of uh, olive oil. Uh, for my son, I use the Trader Joe's onion salt. Um, and that's, that's basically all. Yeah. And I think it was that they got me into that because I used to be into a lot of sauces. So for a while, my friends loved, if I did ground buffalo, I had a raspberry chipotle sauce and it, and it is phenomenal. But I had gone for a while on like a no sugar. And so, and then with my, my boys not really into sauces and that, I just started doing things more naturally. And I started finding that you could really bring the flavor out. So if I'm, if I'm barbecuing and it doesn't matter, it could be buffalo ribs, you name it. I bring them in. I tent it with tin foil, leave it for, you know, five minutes or so. When you take that off, you've got all the natural juices. So that's enough to really bring out the flavor of the, of the meat. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Rune, how about you? Any, uh, well, any, well, we don't, really, we don't really have these seasoning, uh, brands that you keep talking about. I, I hear your podcast all the time, but we, I mean, you can do it. I mean, good luck finding that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? That's I what mean, the internet is for. Good effing luck. Yeah. You know, well, I, you, you need to bring me something next time you come because I, I want to take oh, we'll ship what it you're to talking you. about. We'll ship it to you. You need to. You, need to. you know we don't have that. You know we don't have it. I mean, <laughs> you know we, you we want it. You have seasoning. I want it. I want it. I really want it. But we don't have it over here. You All know, right. you kind of have to go for what you want to do. Each so time. you got to give them a, a care package. I was just going to say, yeah, someone's getting a goodie package. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's yes. You're, for Christmas. You're, <laughs> yep. Yep. We'll you're, you're I've been looking forward to that. Yeah. If we ship it tomorrow, we'll get there by Christmas. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So we'll hook you up on that room. We'll hook you up on that. Thank but you. remind us again what you do on your, on your, uh, on your dear leg before you. Uh, I did what? How did you season? How did you season that deer leg? What did you well, use? Well, it, it had a lot of uh, garlic and herb butter uh, and wrapped in bacon, and and all that became the base of the sauce. That in Thank Europe, uh, for some reason, uh, to to any game meat, we kind of like it a bit rich and a bit soury. So it had uh, like jelly, yeah. you know, jam, uh, and then uh, blue cheese in it. Uh, I didn't make that. You know, my partner in crime cleaner did that. But it was a fucking awesome sauce. Oh. Uh, awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, and the potatoes and the green beans and you know that, that that's what it was. That's there you go. Awesome. 
there. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Awesome. Right. We'll send you, we'll send you some fun uh, spices to try, but simple as bad. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. So Tony, other than your, other than your basic, uh, your basic staples, are, are there any other, uh, other seasonings, rubs, brines, anything else that you, uh, that you do that you specialize or enjoy? In general, no, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, some of your seasoned salts, but I mean, to speak to what you're experiencing with wild game, we, you know, part of that meal when we had the beaver backstrap, the beaver tail, and something that was really special was mountain goat patties. Oh, yeah. I know we're talking about burgers and stuff, and, and this was mountain goat. I mean, you think of how that animal lives and eats nothing but what, lichens? What a pure, tasty meat. So that's the thing is you, you want to experience that meat in a very simple fashion. So a little bit of salt, maybe a little pepper, that's about it. And that's all you, all you need. If you need more, you can always add more, right? Um, I will say this. I had a, an Uber driver in Cincinnati, Ohio one time recommend <laughs> to marinate venison in Mountain Dew. Mountain Haven't done it yet. So I can't speak to it, but that was a, a strong recommendation. Marinade, <laughs> venison, and Mountain Dew. But um, So go ahead and try that. And if any of you do, let me know because I – I don't buy them. Uh, That's like saying to Texas, try it in Dr. Pepper. I was going to say, right? Yeah. Yeah, isn't it, isn't it exactly. a brisket in Dr. Pepper? Is that is that the thing? Or is it a, a pork butt in Dr. Pepper is what uh, my friend did. Mountain goat. Where the heck would you get mountain goat from? We're going to have to go get it. So this was um, knowing knowing someone who knows someone who lives in Alaska and can hunt for those things. Okay. Um, but wow, what a... What a once in a lifetime experience. I mean, you can get mountain goat certainly in other areas. I, I think, Kitty, I think Montana probably has a yeah. once in a lifetime <laughs> tag there, I, I would imagine. But yeah. Um, but what a unique thing. And and it's like, yeah, this animal lives in such isolation and um it, you know, that's that's a cool thing. And so to again, keep it simple up front yeah. and, and keep that cooking method, you know, as pure as you can. And you can always always go from there, I think. So yeah, totally. I think that's where the uh, uh, the referral to the salt, fat, acid, heat book, which uh, I have not yet gotten, but <laughs> uh, just about every three months, somebody brings it back. I'm just like, you got to get it. You got to get it. But salt, fat, acid, heat, and uh, that just kind of being the simplicity of, of what you can get. It's so funny. I'm getting blasted by the sun. Like half of my face is disappearing. It's really distracting. My face is melting. But of course, out there in Radio Land, you're not here seeing any of that, but I am. Ah, so that's why you're getting a little distracted host here. Well, you guys, exactly. thank Thank you so so much for sharing your uh, your, your your food your, your food fantasies your your tips your tricks and uh, and insights and Tony especially on the the uh, the depth of, of of where you where you took us that was super cool yeah. Beaver never had Very it. informational yeah. Mm. Yeah, part one of many. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Start his own series. He should. He should. He's got the voice for it. So Tony, we'll we'll, we'll explore this one again. I, there's you know kind of within the within our AV Tweeps community. Uh, for those of you who are hiding in the shadows and may uh, live in fear of being able to say that you do hunt and harvest animals, uh, fear not. There actually is a large group out there. Um, there's quite a few. And, and for that, I am, um, I'm very, I'm very happy. Um, it is, it is an art. It is a, it is a, it is a way of life and it is, it is something that is 
necessary. So again, hopefully the nothing here tonight that we've talked about is offensive to you in any way. If so, heartfelt apologies, but um, this is, uh, it is, as I said, it's a way of life and uh, maybe just not yours. So uh, one more round around the room, if you guys would share how uh, your, your Twitter handle and how people can find you on the spheres. Uh, we'll start with you, Rune. Uh, Nilsen at storefilmsky.com. Uh, I believe my mail should be on the website. Uh, so if you need anything with screens, I'm here to help. Excellent. Excellent. Tony? Tony at Sira.com. T-O-N-Y at S-E-U-R-A.com. Uh, if, if anyone wants to connect, uh, you know, and I would like to say real quick too, Katie, where, you know, we talk about how, how important these resources are, you know, please check out, you know, the, what is it? Teddy Roosevelt conservation fund and Rocky mountain elk foundation. And, yeah. and there's, you know, mule deer foundations, you know, whitetails unlimited, check those organizations out and support them as well so that we can keep talking about this for, for generations to come. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. It's a great alternative to commercial meat for sure. Nancy, ma'am, how do we find you on the sphere? Well, you can find me on Twitter at, at Nancy Blanchard. Uh, and you can see my many memes that everybody <laughs> loves. Her memes are the best. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, at Williams AV, I'm Nancy B, B as in boy, at Williams with an S, AV.com. Excellent. All right. Vegeta, bring us home. Well, for you guys, uh, you'll definitely always find me on Twitter at views underscore by underscore V. And I'm also on Instagram under the same name. And I always hashtag everything AV foodies. So you know how to find me or call me because I always check for that hashtag, see what people are making. Uh-huh. She, she does. She does a great job of uh, of sharing her meals and then also asking others to to, to show your food. And uh, it's funny. We for a while there, I think people were sort of like, ah, oh, these people taking pictures of the food and putting it on social media. Who cares? <laughs> well, we all care. We care a lot, particularly this year. <laughs> we care very much, especially if you're making bread. <laughs> yes, yes. And since we are sweeping back around to uh, to the cooler months, bread is absolutely on on the docket here, uh, and all sorts of baked goods. Those those carb-laden things that we enjoy when the weather's, when the temperatures drop. And as we get closer to the holidays, we'll touch on all those subjects too. So listeners, if there's a topic that has any relation to food, drink, or, uh, or enjoyment of life in that realm, drop us a line, uh, DM us on AV Trade Talk at AV Trade Talk on Twitter, or reach out to Vegeta or I separately, and let's have that conversation. We do have a, we've got quite a lengthy list and uh, are scheduling out. But if you've got if you've got something you want to chat about or join us for a particular topic, definitely throw your name in the hat, and we'd love to have you on. Uh, I'm Katie McGregor Bennett, again your host of AV Trade Talk. Once again, to everybody on tonight, thank you so much for sharing your time, your tips, your tricks, and uh, and most of all, just just your laughter. I think that's more than anything else right now that we. we need more of that positivity and just enjoyment of each other. And I missed all of you guys at CDA Expo and at Infocom and I'm going to miss you all at IAC too. So, oh, no. <laughs> so it's, it's just a great way to get together. And I hope you on the listener side are also enjoying this as much as we are. If you've got any comments, again, drop us those lines. Otherwise we will catch you on another episode of AB trade talk. Thanks for tuning in and you guys, thanks for coming out. <laughs>